Welcome to Northridge Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. For more information, visit us online at northridgethomaston.com. Now prepare your heart as we dive into God's Word. Amen, church. Y'all give him praise in the house. Come on. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you so much. I love baptism days. Everybody look to your neighbor and say, it's time for us to grow up. Talking about growth. In our fifth Sunday of I Love My Church series, and I'm just going to be very brief. I shared the full sermon in the first service, but today with baptism, I just want to lay something before you that I feel like God has stirred in my heart that we need to hear. And that is that point of reference of this idea behind contentment. Oftentimes we think of contentment as this precursor to decline and death in our life. But the Bible tells us, as Paul's writing to Timothy, his protege, his young man in the faith, and he told him, he said, godliness with contentment brings great gain. See, the truth is you don't bring anything into the world. And he said, you're not taking anything out. And he helps Timothy, who would go on to pastor a church after Paul's death at Rome. He helped him to understand that there was a right kind of contentment that brought forth growth. Because we think about it in the natural, contentment literally aborts our growth. Because then we get complacent. Complacency breeds ultimately into death. But see, the Bible says when we have godliness with contentment, it's okay to be uh, good. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be in a place where you're not, you're not where you want to be. But how many of you can say, I'm not where I used to be? Come on, church. Can you say, I'm not where I used to be? In fact, I want to bring our, our guys just to kind of help me illustrate. I believe with all of my heart that each one of us today, we're kind of stuck in the middle. Hey, can I, can I be honest with you? I'm stuck in the middle. I'm in the gap. I'm just right in the gap. And it's a, it's a very, very awkward place to be because I want to be more. I want to be more as a pastor. I want to be more as a husband to my wife. I want to be more as a friend, as a father. I want to be a, more as a son to my mother. But I'm in the middle. See, I could take you to a place where I used to be, the old Mark. You wouldn't want to really understand that. You wouldn't really want to unfold and unpack what that looks like. And the same is true for your life. Those are the things we don't talk about. The things that I'm not even talking about the things that people around you knew about you. I'm talking about the things that are in your mind, the thoughts that you had that were so putrid, you couldn't dare even say them out loud in your own silence. But see, as I gave my life to Jesus, I started navigating this thing called faith. And I thank God I'm not where I used to be. How many of you rode a bicycle to church this morning? Nobody? See, we don't, we don't take prides in things like, like a bicycle. Oh, that is unless last week you walked to church. Oh, and then a bicycle would be something important. I laughed when I first saw this picture. A man washing his bicycle. I mean, who does that? I'll tell you who does that. A man who knows what it's like to walk for most of his life. See, then a bicycle is a promotion. Then a bicycle is a, hey, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for a bicycle. Oh, but see, the God that I serve, he doesn't want us to stop with a bicycle. The Bible says he wants to do exceedingly 
abundantly above that which I could ask, think, or even fathom. You see, the problem in this journey, Pastor David, is as I walk this life's journey, there's a tugging on my life for the guy that was the old Mark. Oh, he comes out sometime. Oh, yeah. It comes out. It kind of surfaces. And I hate that about me. I hate that about myself because that's not who I am. You see, because some of you are frustrated in yourself because you don't realize who you are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, all things are, watch this, being made new. How? As I walk. See, all I got to do, Rick, tomorrow is just take one step. And see, the truth is, is guess what's not in my future? The mark that I think I ought to be. That's not what I'm shooting for, Marty. Because even if I were to come together and have a meeting and we sit down and draw on a whiteboard, which we often do, right? Sit down and go, hey, what's the best version of Mark where Mark can be the one that Mark should aspire to be? That would still fall short of who God wants me to be. So what I do now, see, David's the old Mark. Sometimes I feel like I'm not real far away from that. But what I want you to do, and just for a minute, just take your eyes off of me and look at this. This is, this is the Lord. Doug is the Lord. The Bible says, take your minds off the things below and set your affections on the things above. He should be my aspiration. I shouldn't try to get to the best version of Mark. I just want to get to Jesus. And guess what? By default, the best version of Mark reveals itself. And I don't have to perform. I don't have to be something. I don't have to make it happen. The more I aspire to be like him, the more I'm made in his image. But watch this. As I take a step towards Jesus, he takes a step. As I take a step, he takes a step. What's wrong with this picture? I'll tell you what's wrong. If Jesus were to stop or my idea of Jesus, then guess what? As I get closer to him, maybe just maybe I would get high-minded in myself as a Christian. As a pastor, as a man of God, and I would think that I have arrived. Paul said in, in, in Philippians, he, he right to the church in Philippi in chapter 3 and verse 12. He says, not that I have already attained, not that I have arrived, not that I have perfected. What does he say? He said, so that I would press on. Somebody look to your neighbor and say, you just got to press on. Go ahead and tell them. And see, now as I press on, as I walk, he takes a step. and he ta- See, I'll never get there. This, in this life, I will never get there. Because there is no way I can really fully be who God wants me to be in this life. The Bible says, I don't know what I shall be, but when I see him, I will be like him. That's my hope, my future hope, the blessed hope, the hope of glory, is that one day I'm going to be like him. Oh, but in this life, oh, there's a tug. And in fact, if I'm very honest with you, sometimes I really feel like I'm close to him, Cody. I feel like I'm close to him. And then something will come up in my past. And watch this. I go back to the old Mark. Anybody else can testify that you go back to the old man? You see, I'm leaving God way back there, right? I'm leaving him way back there where I was. I had promoted, promoted, promoted. And man, I'm just going back to the old mark. And then all of a sudden something happens. And I come to myself in Christ. 
And I think I got to go all the way back over there where I got off, but I turn around and he never left me. He never left me. He never left me because he's the friend that's sticking closer than a brother. He's that love that covers, watch this, a multitude. Everybody say multitude. Covers a multitude of sin. You see, thank you guys. The greatest measure of our growth. Sometimes you just got to be okay with where you are. You think you're in the biggest trial of your life. Oh, but really, God is getting ready to promote you into a way that you can't even fathom. Because some of the greatest parts of growth in my life come on the cusp or over the threshold of the most difficult moments of my life. See, what I want you to hear today is this. If I'm alive in Christ, and you're alive in Christ, is anybody else out there alive in Christ? A new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, all things, watch this, are being made new. It's a process. Everybody say, embrace the process. Watch this. Growth comes. On the heels, not of complacency, but godly contentment. You say, Mark, that's just one encounter. See, Paul and Silas praised him in the the moment of shackled to the wall. And guess what? The shackles fell. Strongholds fell to the ground. Why? Because my weapons are not carnal. They're not made with hands. They're not human made. They're not human like it. They are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. I don't care what has you shackled today. You can walk out of it right here and right now. I fully believe that. But you got to take a step. And guess what? When they begin to worship him in that difficult moment, the Bible says that the, the, the prison cell shook. The foundation shook and the gates flung open. See, when I worship him and I praise him, it even affects people around me. Other people that are in prison are stirred up by my good works. The Bible says to stir up one another, to provoke one another unto good works. Oh, you think you're just in here today because you just came and you're doing your thing. And in a moment when we get ready for the invitation, you'll ease out because you got to get down there and be the first in line of peace tree. Or what if, what if you're staying put? And listening to what God may be calling you to do in a moment when you're minding your own business. God may be about to interrupt you. And bring you to something. And it might not even be about you. It might be about the person beside you or behind you. It might be about your wife. It might be about your husband. Oh, everybody in the room just needs to be sensitive to what God is doing right now. I love the fact that when Job, when he was in the middle, he was the richest man in all the land. The Bible says that the enemy killed his kids. The enemy destroyed all of his wealth. His houses, houses, plural, imploded. And he looked to the one person. His wife that should have encouraged him. And you know what she told him? She said, curse this God you serve and die. She's telling him to kill himself. You know what the Bible said, Pastor David? He didn't get out and say, God, why? Why did you do this? I'm serving you. Because chapter 1 in the first few verses said he was mature and upright. And there was no man like him. And he lost everything. You know what he did in the middle? He worshipped. I love the fact That I can just give him praise in the middle. See, today, you just got to be like the guy washing your bicycle. I know you're not where you want to be. Oh, but praise God, I'm not where I used to be. And all I got to do is set my eyes and my gaze on the person of Jesus. Here's what I want to say to you today. Growth is essential because you're alive in Christ. And listen, if you're not growing... You're declining. And if you're declining, death is the next step for you.
And I'm talking spiritual. The Bible says that, that, that this idea of some people were so distracted in Luke chapter 10 and verse 38 and following, guess what it says? It says that they even swayed from the faith. They departed from the faith. I want you today, if you don't hear anything else I say, to know that if you're a child of God, the only thing God is asking you to do is to just take another step. Just take one more step. Oh, and sometimes you go back, but just turn back around. That's called repentance. Set your gaze on Jesus and just start walking. See, that's what these people are doing today down here. You guys are taking a step. Just one step, right? It's not the final step. Oh, my goodness, it's not that. But it's a big one. It's a big step because you're doing what God has called you to do. You're saying, as one, one lady in this room told me, said, you know, we, we, we can't be ashamed of our faith. We, if we're not bold enough to step down in front of people and say, hey, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the power unto salvation to those of us who believe. Listen, the Bible says if we're ashamed of him before men, he'll be ashamed of us before the Father. See, part of growth is saying, I'm unashamed. Oh, then you'll clap. Then you'll worship. Then you can't help it. And there's nothing that can stop you from giving him glory when you get to the point of being unashamed. Thank you for joining us today at Northridge Church. We hope today's message inspired you in your walk with God. We hope you take your next step by connecting with us online at northridgethomaston.com.